Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. NASA's annual Lunabotics competition is a very cool Artemis student challenge designed to educate college students in the application of the NASA systems engineering. Throughout the multi-semester university-level engineering exercise, teams are tasked with designing and constructing a prototype robot that demonstrates the technologies required for sustainable human presence on the moon and other off-world locations with the goal of Earth independence using in-situ resource utilization technologies. And if that's not enough to get you excited, then you're in the wrong industry. As they've done for several years now, Allied Electronics and Automation is sponsoring Colorado State University's NASA Robotic Mining Competition team in the 2022 Lunabotics Competition, and it's a privilege to, to learn more about this very cool event. On the line, we've got CSU's Mike Earlbeck. But before we go any further, we also have Jeff Klontz from Allied Electronics. And Jeff, let me start with you. Allied has sponsored CSU for several years, and as I understand, the sponsorship entails a monetary grant, access to critical components, and expert advice from Allied. So beyond the tangible contributions, what's it mean to Allied to be part of an event that could have important ramifications for NASA, space travel, and in a greater sense, the future of the human race? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, it's exciting for Allied to be a part of this. We're always looking for opportunities to engage with the next generation of engineers, whether you're doing space exploration or you know, working with NASA or just working at a local factory trying to keep your, you know, food and beverage facility running. We're always excited, no matter what project you're working on, but it's certainly excited, exciting for our business to be a part of this. You know, we want to engage with you, whether it's during the design phase of your project, whether you're, you know, still buying the parts, whether you need help selecting the right parts for your application, we're here to help you with that journey or whether you go into the production phase. You know, we want to be your partner in that, in that journey as well. You know, we have over 500 suppliers in the electronics and automation category that, you know, with over 3 million parts on our website. So we're here to support you to help find the parts, to help sell you the parts at a discount if you have a big opportunity perhaps. Um, and then on the maintenance and repair phase of your project, you know, when things break later down the line, you know, you might need some support you know, we probably have the part sitting on the shelf to get it to you to get you back up and running quickly. So it is an honor to be uh, part of this and to engage with you guys as you go down this journey of, you know, exploring, you know, the, the possibilities of creating machines to go into space. And, uh, you know, for any, any project in the industrial or aerospace application that you might work on, we are just thrilled that you've chosen Allied as a potential partner for this. Very cool. Well, thanks, Jeff. Now, Mike, thanks for joining us. And now, obviously, we haven't been to the moon in 50 years, half a century, and we were supposed to return with Artemis II in 2024 before delays put that date in serious jeopardy. So not to get too philosophical on you, but what does the Lunabotics competition mean to you? Yeah, thanks for having me on here, Jason. The Lunabotics competition, to me and to my team, not only means a chance for personal transformation and growth, but also a chance to transform the world. You see, starting off this competition on a team of 10, we ended up not really knowing each other that well. And our project lead, Chris Avos, whom you might know as well, had to section and help guide the team and fit us each into our roles, both on mechanical sub-team for the robot, as well as controls and the autonomy team. And hoping to bring all of these together and I personally feel this as well, really had to grow into a greater 
engineer than we were before and hoping to not only do well in competition, but also play a small part in bettering the future for mankind. Okay, well, tell me a little bit about the robotic vehicle that uh, your team, uh, CSU's NASA RMC uh, team, has been working on. You know, what's its purpose and function, and maybe explain some of the recent refinements. Of course. So, Jason, and for all your listeners, I would Mm -hmm. like you to imagine you're on the moon, and just as you're finishing that last drop of water, what are you going to do? How are you going to get more water on the moon? There's no faucet you can turn on. Now, NASA structured this competition around the information that there's ice deposits beneath the surface of the moon. So you could throw on your spacesuit, go outside, or really in space, and start huffing and puffing, digging up icy regolith. Or you could have a robot do that for you. So that's the purpose of our robot. And specifically, NASA has designed a competition around this exact scenario. So at competition, our robot will have to be able to be deployed near a collection bin, and then it'll have to navigate and traverse an obstacle field that have different sized boulders and divots to reach a mining zone. It will then have to plunge several feet beneath the surface of the moon, or in this case, moon simulant, to retrieve this ice deposit. They'll then have to store those ice deposits and traverse back to the collection bin where it can dump it. And this process will repeat for a 15-minute competition run. Okay. Well, um, to my knowledge, the rules for the Lunabotics competition evolve annually to account for new NASA mission objectives and advances in commercially available technology. So what have been the most challenging rules change to account for um, as it pertains to the robotic vehicle? Oh, that's a great question, Jason. And I won't pretend to have all the answers regarding the changes. There's one unfortunate thing about the way that CSU, the NASA RMC team, is currently structured, and we don't have a lot of underclassmen support. At larger schools, such as Alabama, and they're known for winning this competition, they have 10 to 20 underclassmen that are working on the team each year until they become a senior. So I don't have a lot of direct experience seeing the rules change each year. But from what I do know is that the rules for this competition are very tightly constrained on not only the robot's footprint, its length, width, height, as well as its size, but also on some of the physical processes allowed on the robot, such as we're not allowed to use pneumatic tires and ultrasonic sensors because NASA doesn't believe that these technologies will be feasible on the moon. Now, aside from some of those constraints, one of the hardest design criteria to meet on top of getting a fully functional robot to complete each one of those tasks I described earlier, but it's also the challenge of adding autonomy. NASA values autonomy almost over every other design criteria, and they value it in how much they reward you in points. So this year, to explain some of the robots' recent refinements that this year's team has really contributed, I'll first explain some of the other components before getting to autonomy. And the first one starts of 
actually taking the previous year's design and really refining it so that it can work reliably in a competition environment. This include, included many test runs, but also adding valuable components and systems such as a collection method. But last year's team, because of COVID, they had very limited time and space to work together, so they actually weren't able to complete the robot before. So this year's team really had to grab hold of the reins, redesign a lot of broken and misdesigned components, and finish the robot mechanically. Then we had our whole controls team that really added to the functionality of the robot, adding different motors and sensors. Now, the team that I was, the sub-team that I was directly a part of was the autonomy team. And our whole goal was to make it so that we didn't need or we needed less of an operator to control the robot. And this is, I worked on this all year, nothing else, because of how much NASA rewards autonomy. So just to give you a brief overview, Jason, is this last year's team was the first team in CSU's history of the project to jump over to this open source robotic operating system software. The acronym is ROS. And there's many robotics industries use this and professionals use it around the world. And what it enables is you're able to focus more on the actual logic and programmatic flow of your robot and less about integrating very specific sensors and motors and how they communicate as much. So to give you an update, because right now our robot is in transmission being shipped to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, what ended up happening with the team is that made some very far strides in autonomy in simulation. But due to physical constraints of our testing pit and just experience and advice on this very niche robot operating system, we were unable to get it to be fully autonomous. It does have a few autonomous systems that help out a operator when controlling the robot, but it is still far from being fully autonomous, despite that being our one of our highest goals. Now, I know I've been speaking for a while, Jason, so please chime in. Do you have any other questions about the team, the robot? No, th thanks, Mike. Um, I, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, on behalf of PSD, I, I want to thank uh, both you and Jeff for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy, and have a great day.